0: This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Maglum, the Westward Warlock. Truth cuts deeper.
1: Bend the knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt
0: the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Chapter 42, Tyrion 6 of A Game of Thrones, and in Fire and Blood we are discussing the Sons of the Dragon.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So,
0: uh, kind of a long Sons of the Dragon, my friend. It is.
1: So, I listened to it, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the same thing as the novella, and I am like 90% sure that it is. Um, Yeah. um, And the the tipping point for me, Sir Ezra, was something we noticed when we did uh, the Sons of the Dragon as our our Patreon episode, um, was, if you remember, all the way back in World of Ice and Fire, they talked about the crown that King Magor wears, right? And he wears the same Valyrian steel crown as Aegon the mm-hmm. Conqueror, but in Sons of the Dragon, in the novella, um, the old the old version that was in that Book of Swords a couple years or you know a year ago or two, right? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. they referred to it as an iron crown, and we both looked at each other and we were like what yeah, what's what's up with that yeah was up with yeah. that and they said it again in this one so that, that was when I knew oh it's the same it's, it is without question the same thing so yeah
0: because it was kind of like a, yeah, was
1: that a correction or uh, I think it was I think it was like a miss a misprint because Sons of the Dragon I don't know exactly who wrote it but it was pub- you know it was like published in that other book uh, the book of swords the whole thing or maybe it's mm-hmm. just a different telling from Archmaster Gildane right you know you have different kind of people. Uh, writing these histories you know in even right, in, even yeah. in the context of the world so I don't know we'll we'll get to it but just uh well it's yeah interesting yeah remind me when we get there too there to
0: go over some of the inconsistencies as you said and that might help us point to some of the differences between you know fire and blood and a world of ice and fire and and uh, right. the book of swords mm-hmm. you know all that good stuff so yeah
1: but um all right man how, hey how you doing you doing all right I am I'm I'm good. You know, Uh, I've been doing a ton of research, doing some deep rabbit hole uh, research, some stuff I didn't even really know was like theories, um, stuff. Mm -hmm. I have kind of I had to scour online on Reddit and there's not even a lot of talk. So, um, yeah, yeah. I kind of hit Sir Ezra with this. I texted him the other day. I said, hey, did you know about this? And he was like, yeah, no. And so, yeah, we have something that we're going to record uh, after we do this episode. Uh, yep. So, yeah, so keep an eye out for the for that. Maybe on uh, Patreon or maybe on the regular uh, feed. Haven't decided yet. Um, well, I, you ah! know, we owe <laughs> we owe people's. You know, I mean, Christmas we, is right around the corner. It's true. You know,
0: so you know, it's the holidays. Yeah. Tis the, uh, tis we'll tis the season. So winter has come. Yeah, That's right? true.
1: So so. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think uh, we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. If you're. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. If you're ready. So, okay, let's go ahead and head on over to small council. Um, Not a lot of big news um, right now. You know, we had that we had that teaser trailer last week. Um, There is the calendar uh, we talked about a little bit last week. It's kind of cool. The 2020 Game of Thrones calendar posted on his website. Not a blog. You can check it out. You can see that kind of ice spider picture, which I think is cool. Um, mm-hmm. Gwendolyn uh, Christie, who plays Brand of Tarth, uh, had said in the news that you are going to need therapy after you watch the final episode of Game of Thrones. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Everyone. All, everyone really seems to be hyping hyping the last episode and and the ending. So, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bittersweet. You know. Okay.
0: Maybe well, she maybe good, she yeah. says
1: that because she dies. Maybe
0: Bran of Tarth dies. I mean, may I actually could see that. I could see that happening. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 actually kind of worried. I, I think what that means is that a lot of folks are gonna die. You know, I mean, um, we might not be left with very many people. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I like I said. So yeah. I don't think I don't. That's the think... therapy session. You know, it's mm-hmm. like all of your favorites because we all have a favorite. You know, mm-hmm. um, they're dead. So yeah. well, that's how the show works. So, yeah, exactly. Well, and, I mean, so if you want to surprise us now, I mean, uh, like, like you know, more would live than die, I guess, is is mm-hmm. the surprise. Yeah, if you really but, want to
1: shock us, everyone lives. Yeah, and then we'd be disappointed, you know. Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> like, ridiculous. Well, that was, Come on. Yeah. That was stupid. Yeah. yeah. So, um, some other news was Game of Thrones was the most, um, even without a new season, it is still the most watched uh, show on demand. Oh really? Yeah, 2018 reports are showing.
0: Uh, that. I mean, that's hey, that's good for us because you know we're us being uh, you know book club and also you know real show heavy as well. I mean, that's uh, that's good. People are gearing up, you know. I mean, they're they're, they're gearing up for the for, for the last season. i mean, I'm kind of a binger now anymore. I didn't used to be, but like, I sometimes will wait, you know, for a whole series to come out or to finish, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, is it done? You know, three years later, is it done? Let me go. You know, check it out. Yeah. Let so. me go. In.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things It was one of the issues I kind of have with Netflix is Netflix has all these new shows and some of them I think are look pretty cool, but they're like one or two seasons long and it's like, well, I'm not going to watch that and then wait around. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We got we well, we have game of you know, we've got the song of I aspire to read, man. Yeah, <laughs> so we, true. we don't have time for that.
1: Yeah, man. I don't have time for that other, uh, those other shows. So Yeah. Um all right. Well, uh Sir Ezra, I said we just go ahead and move on over to the Maester study because it is a long one today. Yeah, it's it's thick, you know.
0: Um there there's... it's
1: long, it's thick, uh yeah. Yeah, straight. Some, yeah, sometimes uh. it's it's yeah, it's it gets a little hard. Um
0: yeah, So there's uh, it's it's something else, right? Well, and, and you know we're talking about the sons of the dragon, which which yeah. is is fitting. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, where to start, my friend? You so know,
1: yeah, so uh, as we said, this is kind of the same thing as the novella, and it's a which is awesome that it's in fire and blood. I mean, it's an enormous chapter. It's super cool. It details the lives of. um the sons of Aegon the Conqueror. Uh, you have Aenys and Magor both become kings. Um, but both Mm -hmm. sons are born of different wives of Aegon. So you have Aenys is born to, um, uh, God, now I'm blank. Rainies, uh, Targaryen. And, um, Mm -hmm. then you have Magor, who is the daughter or he's the son of Visenya, uh, Targaryen. Um, and so there's definitely some succession issues there. um, because you know how do you how, how do you and the how how you know is it should Aenys be the the heir apparent with you know Well yeah so because so, Visenya Visenya is the older the oldest right. of the Targaryens right
0: Yeah exactly so the, so there's that you know and then um Aenys is is actually you know I, I mean for for being such a weak you know kind of like child mm-hmm. Because that was one of the things, right? So he's he's kind of he's kind of weak. He's got these watery eyes. His mom dies when he's three. You know, he starts crawling again. Um, very different from Megor. He ends up having this fruitful, you know, um, right marriage. You know, he's just he's just popping out kids left and right. Yeah. And so, so the question starts to be like, okay, Magor, now his brother was next in line. Mm-hmm. You know, but then here comes kid one. Here's kid two, three, and four. And so, the debate now, you know, is is underway as to who is um, next up. Is it going to be his daughter, which I think is Reyna, mm-hmm. um Targaryen, or is it going to be Magor? You know? Yeah, so because right away-
1: yeah, because at at this time, um, you know, you have you have to remember that the the laws and the customs, the, the we haven't had the Great Council yet, so women could theoretically still become. Uh, could become king, right, or or queen, and and you yep. know the, mm-hmm. the the ruler of the of the seven kingdoms. I'm surprised that Visenya herself didn't get somewhat of a claim or an argument. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, I don't. I
0: that's a really good point because I, she I really she was not that.
1: she's not only um you know she's not only the wife of Aegon the Conqueror. She is also Aegon the Conqueror's older sister and she did Correct. and, sh- and yeah. she was just as involved in that conquering now you know as as we progress you could say well she's you know she's a woman they don't have um they don't have that line of succession uh in in the in the mm-hmm. you know in in the once you have that council of uh, 100 or 101 or whatever yeah. it is yeah 101 yeah uh, but at the time she she theoretically could have have that claim um and also i just i'm just thinking that she is also of the, of that that line with egg on the Conqueror, and she's also a very yep. fierce warrior mm-hmm. um a dragon yep. a dragon rider obviously she's gonna, gonna be a little bit older when that when that comes about and we'll get to all we'll, we'll get to all that but definitely some interesting questions to think about well that's a good so if Visenya were to take the the throne over any of their
0: their children first you know right um, which which we know can happen like as a regent right you know mm-hmm. they can kind of um just Sit on the throne until the the heirs are you know come of age or whatever. Uh, it gets a little tricky because right he has two wives he's got two sisters but let's just just say that it's just Visenya and him. Um, you know because he dies she could actually technically remarry. She you could know, she could actually remarry and have more kids. So then you know once she does uh, essentially pass on it would go to you know uh, Aegon's firstborn son. Still you would you you would imagine right? I mean right. Um, so. I don't know. And also, what would, ha- what would have happened if Aegon would have just had, you know, a daughter, like an elder daughter, and then, you know, a son? So, you get kind of, I mean, Ger kind of takes the easy route here in that, like, there's so- firstborn sons are just a thing, you know, out the gate here for uh, these two guys. And then, uh, well, it's, it's Jah- is it Jaharys? Um who, who all of his kids die, and he has to look to, like, a granddaughter or a grandson. Right. You know? So, that's when that 101 Council kind of becomes a big deal. Otherwise, otherwise we could have been having that debate, you know,
1: much much sooner. So, yeah, yeah and you know, it, the other interesting thing is right. So up until this point, right, you had you had all the kings of of Westeros, right, all the different kingdoms. Egg on the Conqueror yeah. comes in, makes it pretty much seven kingdoms, right, with the exception of Dorne ish. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dorne is kind of doing their own thing, but at least they're not really feuding anymore. And um, once he dies, that that's that that battle for for the power the cl- you know the claim of the throne starts immediately right mhm mhm yeah yeah so so what ends up happening right you know is um aenys becomes king which we, which we've talked about um both in our world of ice yep. and fire discussion and um, on Patreon. we did a huge i think it was like a 3 episode breakdown of Sons black of the council. dragon yeah black council yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so you get that you, you ain't you get Amy's reign as a king. He's not really the greatest king. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he, he 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 has a heart. He has a hard time with a lot of the lords. They kind of you know view him as kind of as weak and feeble, which he kind of is. He yeah. feuds with kind of kind of feuds a bit with his brother. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. And well, he's he's I... al- he's also not a warrior. And that so that doesn't help. Him. Yeah. Right, exactly,
0: exactly, and and one thing I want to point out too is that like the feuding I think starts with his brother almost uh, right away when he when Aeneas has his first child, um, mm-hmm. Reyna, because Visenya, um, you know Megor's mother, uh, tries to wed or or betroth you know uh, Megor to Aeneas' daughter, so it would be you know um, was it niece to uncle you know that yeah. was sort of the yeah how weird the,
1: the how how gross and weird is that huh oh yeah i, yeah. I guess group. i guess we just want like you know nieces and uncles and you know uh aunts and, stuff, aunts man. and nephews hooking up is that what we want right. in a world of ice and fire yeah i yeah. guess i mean yeah it is it, yeah
0: it actually it's, i know it is it's, i know it's, I know. <laughs> I know. it's <laughs> what we want yeah <laughs> it is actually it's totally what we want yeah like
1: yeah
0: which is great which is great um but uh you know that was sort of a big a big issue one thing when we first started when i reading uh sons of the dragon you, you can't help but uh notice that they put a lot of emphasis on uh aegon the conqueror mending things with the faith you mm-hmm. know and it yeah. um n- need little reference to valyria um kind of the history there just that there was thousands of religions um you know but but none that was feared above all others you know I mean, none that was right you know, proclaimed to sort of be the, the end-all be-all uh, faith or religion because, you know, in Westeros you have, um, you know, you've got the old gods, you've got the seven, um, and then you've got uh, out there on Pike, you've got all that craziness going on out there. So, you know, um, yeah, they, they really are, the, the, the most of the kingdoms are uh, tied to the seven, you know, so the High Septon is kind of a big deal, and he's the one who is spreading all this, um, uh, you know, Animosity towards the Targaryens in regards to their uh, marriages, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and and, and, the, and the two brothers lucked out because they each end up having to take. They have no sisters to 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 marry, um, and then apparently no close. I guess Aenys marries his cousin, correct? I mean, I think that um, he ends up marrying his his cousin. Yeah, I think um, so. A, a, yeah, Alyssa Valerion. So he ends up marrying her. So so they're distantly kind of related. I think like one of the valerians married a targaryen um, before aegon the conqueror type of thing so cuz you remember i mean you've got um you've got aegon there but you 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 had other um i mean you know before him you had this this family they had been on dragonstone for quite some time and and had made some alliances and and probably had situations where they had to marry outside of the family you know so mm-hmm. but Okay, um, so yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up as as some of the animosity that uh, Sir Matt was was kind of talking about with with the faith, because really you get a faith militant uprising eventually. You know, uh, like during Aene's reign, you know, which was which was sort of a a big deal, and he he wasn't able to kind of um, handle a lot of that. So, um, you know, and that's sort of leading to some of the um, just troubles and woes that that, that he has. Prince Magor. Um, you know he now he ends up actually getting betrothed to um was it was it a high tower at first because he has several he
1: has he has several wives and he doesn't he never has kids um well he never has kids that really live so his line actually the Visenya's line dies out
0: yeah yeah Uh uh-huh yeah yep, yeah yeah because he has like yeah oh my gosh yeah I forgot um well he's uh, he's
1: like he struggles and struggles to have kids like and then and then you have Amy's who's mm-hmm. you know, popping them. You yeah, know, having pop, all sorts of kids. Yeah. yeah, his his wife's popping them. You know, like they're Tic Tacs or something. And yeah. just, and you know, just, and then these kids left and right. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, Cerise High Tower
0: actually. So I remember, yeah, because because Aegon, uh, the Conqueror, was trying to still mend that whole situation with Old Town and the Faith, and so the High Towers are a big deal there. And so um, he he actually you know makes that sort of uh, betrothal. Uh, happened that marriage happened and so you know Megor like what's he say he consummates the marriage like oh you know i don't know over 10 times or 20 times or whatever so just saying he you know right uh he, yeah. was, he was a lusty you know uh was he was he 16 how old was he it was <laughs> she was like 10 years older than him i think or something right. is, is what yeah. the text was
1: saying right so yeah so anyway so i have i have some of the i have some of the lines here so um you know, uh let's see here i just I want i want to pull this up um you reading from fire and blood no this i have this well it's sons of the dragon it's just you know yeah, it's, okay, it's yeah. same thing again. yeah yeah uh, when so this uh, this, so this is this uh, is after um, Anyway, I'm just going to read this. The dragon was survived by his sister, uh, Visenya, his sons Aenys and Megor, and five grandchildren. Prince Aenys was thirty years of age at his father's death. Prince Megor twenty uh, or five and twenty. Aenys had been at Highgarden on his progress when his father died, uh, but Quicksilver returned him to Dragonstone for the funeral. Afterward, he donned his father's iron and ruby crown. Uh, and Grand Master Gawain uh, proclaimed him Aenys of House Targaryen, the first of his name. King of the Andals, the first man, Lord of the Seven Kings, the protector of the realm. Uh, the lords and knights knight and septum who had come to Dragonstone to bid their king farewell net, knelt and uh, bowed their heads. When Prince Maegor's turn came, Aenys drew... Uh, him back to his feet kissed him on the cheek and said brother you never need to kneel to me again we shall rule this realm together you and i uh then the king presented his father's sword Blackfire, to his brother saying you are more fit to bear this blade than me wield it in my service and i shall be content mm-hmm. um, and then yeah. uh, then there, there's a part later where so he has Blackfire, and then um visenya gives him dark sister so he has both swords uh, yeah
0: right, right. exactly yeah. I think he ends up once he gets Blackfire um hmm I'd have to I'd have to check on that. Does he give Dark Sister back to his mother? You know? Cuz it's still a player later. I would we'll have to I have to check here real quick. Cuz yeah, I, I forgot that uh, cuz I had just read where where you know, um from time to time the conqueror would would press Blackfire into Amy's hands and then Megor grew up with Dark Sister, mm-hmm. yeah. but the king's sword is is a big is, is, is a big deal. Right. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, an- another thing we can talk about here, too, with um, Amy's I mean, because we got to get through both both brothers here, uh, just some of this um, dissension here, I guess. Well, one thing that's kind of neat to talk about is is Reyna. One thing I noticed when I was reading F- Fire and Blood, did you get the impression, um, let me just open her tab up here real quick, Reyna, so so Aegon, like he like he like uh, he weeps a couple times, you know, when he, when he first sees his his, uh, his granddaughter. I mean, he's just sort of uh, no, it's not Reyna. Yeah, it is actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That is that that is her. Okay, so um, let's see. Reyna was born in 23 AC to Prince Aenys Targaryen and Lady Alison Valerian. Following Reyna's birth, people suggested that her uncle Megor would fall behind her in the line of succession, which was one of the things uh, we were talking about as being an issue. Uh, For him and for Vicinia. Um, Let's see. So she was the eldest and, at the time, the only child of Aenys, heir to the throne. Uh, The next year, Queen Vicinia suggested the betrothal between her son Magor and Reyna in order to settle the succession issue. Reyna's parents and the High Septim protested the match. The High Septim instead suggested Cerise Hightower, who I said was the first uh, bride to to Magor. Now, what I thought... I was trying to see if this was a difference between the Sons of the Dragon and, and, and Fire and Blood. Uh, she has several, like, companions growing up. Um, she is... I mean, they're like... Uh, I don't know. The, the, it seemed kind of suggestive, like, that she might be in love with these other female um, companions. Did did you get that at all when you were reading?
1: Um. Yeah, it was, it was more, right. It's it's implied. It's definitely implied.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just wondered if you got that. I, I think it's 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 pretty it's pretty neat actually. I mean, it's um it's real subtle and you know, uh, but it was sort of like she had no. She was like obsessed with like, um, oh gosh, just 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 like pets and animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she gets her her dragon, you know, and that sort of you know then she becomes less shy. Um, but it, yeah, they make a real emphasis on just sort of you know how she wasn't as interested in men (laughs) so i thought that was that was pretty neat so she's you know she's a cool character and she actually becomes sort of a big um you know deal later on with in in regards to uh reign you know so he he kind of covets her and uh she ends up becoming one of the black brides so but we'll come back to her in a second i think we should probably finish up uh, maybe Amy's you know his his reign he only reigned for five years didn't he
1: yeah he has yeah he has a pretty short reign um he, he and he has to deal with some uprisings um, and yeah. then he also, I, to me, his, his biggest, his biggest issue is with Megor, right? When he has to exile Megor. Um, yeah. Cause he's kind of with, you know, he kind of, he, Megor wants to, to remarry. Mm-hmm. And Aenys is kind of working with, he's, he's working with the faith and the faith gets upset. And so he has to exile him to, to Essos. And he takes Blackfire, uh, with him when he goes, yeah. when he goes to Essos. And that's when, um, uh Megor is said it said uh it is said that Amy's requested that his brother return Blackfire to which Prince Megor replied your grace is welcome to come and take it from me
0: wow yeah <laughs> i mean that's not that's not happening right you know mm-hmm. that's something well and um cool thing also about Megor though was that you know he was actually sort of made fun of at one point by some of his his kin uh, that he had not taken a dragon yet, and he basically said, "There is only one dragon who was worthy of me." So you mentioned Beleriand, and uh, upon Aegon's death, he actually finally does claim his dragon. You know, so and then, it, as you said, was given Blackfire, and so for a while, all is is looking good. Aeneas is going to do his thing and is trying to get all these other lords to like him and everything. Um, it, it, it's like one of the things that really pushes Aeneas over. Doesn't he marry his daughter to his son? Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah. yeah, I think I think that's sort of the big Mary's um, reina to Aegon, and so you know that was where the faith really started to kind of step in and say, uh, uh-uh, uh, you know, that's not that's not good. That's in it's incestual. It's it's against the gods. It's an abomination.
1: Right, because it uh, says it, it says like those two are are fond of each other like from the get go. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so. and the and the high septum the high septum is like, well, why don't you have? Uh, why don't you have your, your son marry um, my niece, right, who's a Hightower? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, yeah, yep. So, um, but now back to what you were saying with the exile of, of Magor, though, right? Yeah, he's, he declares that Cerise Hightower is barren, you know, and that she's not able to to give him children, and so mm-hmm. he tries to go for Lady um, Alyssa Haraway. H- Haraway? Yeah. I, can, I can never say it right. Yeah, yeah. Um, right and so but he's he's unable to kind of uh you know put his first wife away mm-hmm. i guess is 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 the way to to say that and, and you know so he gets all kind of upset and and the king doesn't and he's is trying to keep um yeah I mean, he's got his own issues with the faith you know but he's he's uh he, he does, he's not able to kind of win this for megor and actually kind of ends up uh that's what that's what he exiles him for you know so yeah, he says right here. So, feeling he had no other uh, option, Aenys fiercely gave Megor a choice: um, set Alyssa aside, uh, or go into exile for five years. And so he actually ends up like taking her um, as his as his other wife, as a second wife, and uh, he will not set her aside, uh, and does go into exile. So,
1: and it's during that exile that Aenys actually dies. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and so then he. You know, so then what happens? That that is where c- creates kind of the real the real turmoil that we see in this in this Sons of the Dragon chapter, or or if you read the novella, um, because the line of succession should go to one of Amy's, mm-hmm. you know sons, or at this point even mm-hmm. first firstborn. Um, mm-hmm. But what happens is Queen Visenya goes and gets Megor, and Megor comes back proclaiming himself king and. Who is is Who is who's the? Is it the Maester or the the Septon? Oh God, what was that guy's name again? Oh, yeah.
0: The 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 septum? Yeah,
1: yeah, the high just the yeah, yeah the the high Septon. High Septon. Yeah, and then yeah. and then Megor basically you know cuts him down and says, well, who's going to challenge me now?
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah um oh yeah 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 when he comes back to claim it um he does kill he does kill the high
1: Maester I think the grand um is it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, right here, right Cream here, right Mr. here. When she returned, this uh, um, Prince megor was with her on Beleriand. megor descended on Dragonstone only long enough to claim the crown, not the ornate golden crown Aenys had favored um, mm-hmm. with its images of the seven, but the iron crown of their father. There's that uh, thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Set with its blood red rubies. His mother placed it on his head and the lords and knights gathered there, knelt and proclaimed himself uh, as he... Uh, proclaimed himself, Maegor of House Targaryen, first of his name, king of the Andals, the Rhinear, and the First Men, protector of the realm, only Grand Maester Gawain uh, dared object. By the laws of inheritance, laws of the Conqueror himself had affirmed, after the conquest, the Iron Throne should pass to King Aenys' son, Aegon. The aged master, uh, Maester said, "The Iron Throne will go to the man who has the strength to seize it." Maegor replied whereupon he uh, decreed the immediate execution of the Grand Maester, taking off G- uh, Gawain's old gray head himself with a single swing of black fire. Queen Alyssa and her children were not there on hand to witness King Magor's coronation. She had taken them to Dragonstone uh, within hours of her husband's funeral, uh, cro- uh, crossing to her lord's father castle on nearby Driftmark. When told, Magor gave a shrug, then retired to the chamber of the Painted Table with a maester to dictate letters uh to lords great and small throughout the realm mm-hmm. Yep.
0: hmm. yeah i mean he you know he actually has a, a couple different trusts so that was that's that's one of the issues that he has i mean um did you mention a bit about vicinia and uh and anie's in and, and how and the role that she might have played in his death uh no i didn't sorry okay so i just wanted to state that really quickly um just that like you know as as uh once he had kind of felt had, had had fallen ill, you know, like there there are some who say that uh, it it was implied that that she might have had something to do with his death as well to sort of hasten back, you know, uh, her son. So right. so there's that. But you know the other bit that happens here too, um, all of Aenys Kingsguard right are over at uh, Dragonstone with him when when he dies, and um, I think I I have to look really quick. Aegon and Rhaena are. They end up getting in in, in traps somewhere. They're all they're all, they're a little bit spread out. I think they were doing sort of that the, the king's um, oh I always forget what it's called like like the king's progress or, or right. procession yeah, where he kind of yeah, goes yeah. around. Yeah, they had stepped in and kind of done that, you know, for um, their father. And when Magor comes back, he also is is facing uh, an issue with the faith, right? The the faith militant are mm-hmm. there um, as well, and he has to kind of settle this. Um, oh gosh, I, they're. I don't know that they've come to kind of challenge, you know him, right? So it's isn't the the Warrior Sons or something like that. Yeah, I think?
1: yeah, exactly. And they basically have um they, it's not a it's, it's well, is it a trial by s- no, it's not a trial by seven. Yeah, tri- yeah, yeah, trial, yeah, th- yeah, yeah. It is it is a trial by seven. Yeah, um and uh yeah, right here. So the Warrior Sons were not slow to accept her challenge. Uh, down from the hill of Rainies, they rode seven hundred knights in silvered uh, silvered steel, led by their grand uh, captain, Sir Damon Morrigan. Called the uh, Damon the devout. Let us not uh, banty words. Make toward him. Soul, swords will decide this matter. Sir Damon agreed. The gods would grant victory to him whose cause was just. He as he said. Let each side have seven champions, as it was done uh, in the in Andalus of old. Can you find six men to stand beside you? For uh, Aenys had taken the king's guard to Dragonstone, and Megor stood alone. So Megor just turns to the crowd. Uh, and yep. says who will stand beside his king uh and the right. fir- and the first one is this <laughs> yeah. g- is is this guy Dick Bean who's a simple man at arms and says i right, right. I've, I've been a king's man since i was a boy i mean i mean to die a king's man that's <laughs> pretty really awesome and unfortunately that really that's cool. what happens uh of old Dick Bean but still it's sweet right
0: yeah yeah, he, he definitely <laughs> Yeah, well because Magor is like the only one who survives, right? I mean Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh
1: yeah, so then then other knights step other knights step forward, um, and then Megor um chooses them and and they fight the they fight the seven. Um and so, yeah, Dick Bean dies first, uh cut down by Lyle uh Bracken. Um and then I think is the only one who lives. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's when he goes into that that coma
0: for a little bit, right? right? Yep. Doesn't he get Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, and then he goes yeah, then he's he kind of go he kind of goes into a, a coma. Uh for 27 days, Megor lingered at the point of death. Uh whilst Maesters, tre- Maesters treated him with potions and poultices and, and Septons prayed above his head in the Sept of Remembrance.
0: Right. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Oh man. Yeah, I'm just looking. I'm and then to, what, to and then what little... and then what
1: happens is after is uh ship arrives from Pentos. Uh it's carrying um, two women and 600 cell swords. Um, Alice of House Harway, a Magor Targaryen's second wife, had returned to Westeros, but not alone. With, with her sailed another woman, a pale, raven haired beauty known as Tyana of the Tower. Um, some say that she is Magor's concubine or that she's Lady Alice's uh, paramour. Um, but uh, she's definitely. She's definite, some people say she's kind of like a, a sorceress, perhaps. Yeah. Mhm. Well yeah, yeah, she she definitely uh
0: was was dabbling in some some sorcery. I feel like, you know, she's since she was such a warrior, you know, as she got older uh and she wanted to kind of keep that prowess, you know, she she um or 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 you know, that that power of uh being able to you know, move against different foes or whatever, she would turn to like the dark arts, you know, cuz mm-hmm. like it seems like anyways, I mean, she was pretty good with the sword. She had dark sister, right? I mean, she was no slouch, right?
1: right? Absolutely.
0: So, uh, yeah. Now there's uh, boy, there's just so much more. There's actually almost there's more with with Megor in this short time than there is with Aenys, to be ab, quite frank. Ab,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, Megor. So Megor definitely has his own his own struggles as well as, as a king. Obviously, the biggest thing he does is uh, you know, constructing. King's Landing, right? Make Ours Hold Fast, mm-hmm. yep. the Red the red, the Red Keep. Um, and he puts in a bunch of secrets, uh, as we talked about, you know, before in his his chapter in World of Ice and Fire. Um, and then he like cut kills all the men who, you know, help help architect uh the castle so that only he would know the, the secrets of the castle. Mhm.
0: Yep. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and so once that's I mean, yeah, like like after the Red Keep, I mean, um, uh, then there's this whole bit of back again right with the faith i mean isn't right. this another issue mm-hmm. where he yeah that's a that's back.
1: definitely a constant struggle for him
0: yeah yeah and um he kind of i mean one of his decrees too was that these these uh warrior sons these poor fellows and and whatnot uh, that they weren't allowed to carry weapons he tries to disband the faith militant in a sense and uh he, he ends up having to go you know to old town um heading to the starry sept and he wants to uh, basically is going to take out the high septum, but you know, he, he ends up dying. And, uh, one of the high towers is able to save the city because they just open the gates and they elect a new high Septon to kind of say, you know, they anoint him, you know, and, and all as well. Right. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. which, which is, which is good. So, uh, yeah. So, um. So he remains there for half a year, presiding over the trials uh, personally. So there was some there was some issue again. This is some of the warrior sons and those who opposed the king and who were, you know, speaking ill of him and, and trying to to rise uh, against him. Uh, he uh, he oh yeah he's even placing bounties on people's heads and mm-hmm. and what have you. So well he even
1: he even and then he and then he kind of has he kills um, Prince Aegon. He 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 has a fight. He has, oh yeah, yeah he has a fight. He's on um, is it Quicksilver is that the uh the dragon that he is on
0: um i know his mother's i think i think um you might be right
1: and then that's yeah, that's where he saying... that's where he's get that's where he gets the um the how yeah yeah so king yeah king Magor had come for the first time since the doom of valyria dragon contended with dragon in the sky even as a battle was joined below quicksilver a quarter the size of balerion was no match for the older fiercer dragon um then the black dragon uh Kind of descends upon it uh, on, on from above, and yeah, kills Prince uh, Prince Aegon, um, who's kind of leading his own kind of he's part of this uprising against against Magor, which is something Megor is constantly dealing with. Um, and all mm-hmm. and in all of these these struggles and stuff like that, then like immediately after this, kind of um, Visenya dies, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. he he kind of is led into a depression. Um, yeah and that's and then that's kind of ultimately what well go ahead well i was to say I, I think his his mother uh,
0: vasinya was actually the one pushing him quite a bit to kind of uh be who he was i mean i think you know maybe he also always felt like it was his right to kind of rule as well but some of that is is from his upbringing or what people were whispering in his ear and she was a main you know contributor to to that uh, and I, I i just kind of feel like you know, after she dies and then he doesn't have any children, right, or they're they're stillborns or, or there's, you know, various things happening there, he's, uh, that would, that would be one of the reasons why he was, he was in that state, you know, of mind, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not liked, I mean, the, like it even says early on in his early life, I mean, he didn't really have a
1: friend at all, did he? No. You know? No, the only, the only, no, the yeah. only friend he really ever had was his brother. And then, yeah. and then they, Just... and then they, they kind of turned to it, so, um, yeah so anyway so this is just kind of a, a broad kind of overview of this this chapter it's really big. Um, we did a we did a super detailed breakdown of it in our on, on our patreon we did like a three part mm-hmm. breakdown so it's like, I think it's three hours uh, you know what, what we did roughly of, a, of like a piece section by section breakdown um, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. of this and we've covered because well,
0: because the bit that's hard to cover is all of the the brides. You know, cause that's yeah. what we're, we've, we've got to a point here where, you know, basically, you know, uh, upcoming, you have the black brides. He's still without child in, in 47 AC, you know, um, gosh, he ends up never being, you know, I mean, they, they get with child and there's, there's some people faking that they have children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, one of his wives is so desperate to have a child that she's like, her father's like handpicking, you know, um, men who have fathered children you know what i mean so we know they're fertile and and stuff like that and and they're all like gruesomely killed he gets what i mean doesn't he get enrapped with like a sorceress of some kind right uh whatever her name is i, I can't remember her name but you know it's um yeah just awful so uh yeah so anyways yeah it's
1: just it's kind of a mess yeah, there. Yeah, it, it it is. Yeah, I mean, and then and then Megor, you know, when he dies, I mean, he's sitting on the Iron Throne. Some people are are don't know whether he was murdered, if he killed himself. Oh yeah, sure. Yep, yep. There's there's
0: all of that as well. Um, you know, because because well, people were ready for his 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 reign to be over. I mean, that was, you know, uh, something that had been well, what was it plotted by. Some of his mistresses, or, or some of um, you know, his wives. That mm-hmm. that was actually still left a mystery in this as well, you know. So which is which is good, I think. Um, you know, there, there was no, I didn't get anyways any
1: indication one way or the other as as to whether that had been solved. Did you? Right? No, 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 no. And we we talked about this before. Um, it's it's still it's still definitely kind kind of a mystery um, because. You know, his his wrists are slipped, but there's also uh, part of the Iron Throne is going through his his neck. So it's like that seems mm-hmm. like that one would be kind of hard to do in order if you were trying to kill yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's weird because like it all like like his guards are outside, right? And, and right. no one really sees anyone come in or out. Right. But there um, there's
1: secret there's secrets, you know, secret passageways and stuff that only he should know. So you know, I guess it seems to it seems seems to reason that somebody else would have, um, mm-hmm. would either know a secret well, or perhaps maybe you do like a shadow type thing that happened with uh, Renly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that you know the other thing too is I was I was thinking like um, it would be great irony if like he tried to get all of those people who helped uh, create the Red Keep. You know, killed. He killed off all of the masons and the people who helped build it and knew those secret passageways. If their son or if someone, you know, um, survived, right. you know, and this was like them sneaking in,
1: killing the king. Yeah, that revenge. that would, I would love if that was actually what it what it was. If we ever finally got that, that it was just some some random random person. And there is precedent in it because you know you just. In the way that Gurr kind of writes um you know like you already have this this kind of that dick bean character who you know stands up and fights with megor um mm-hmm. you know this who's the first person to do it just a common man, and it would be interesting if that yeah. was ultimately how he died was just a you know a commoner or something was the one who's killed him,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, so uh he ends up with something interesting about Megor rules for six years and sixty six days and mm-hmm. Died without issue, right? So I thought that was kind of interesting. Right. He succeeded by his his nephew, uh, King Jaehaerys, uh Targaryen, the youngest son of the late King Aenys the First. So we shift back to Aenys, you know, line, and uh, so that's you know we will be talking about the old king, right? Uh, soon, uh, but yeah, yeah. So that was kind of the end of his. There's there's a lot more. There's a lot of minutia. There's a lot of um, little tiny details. Some of the inconsistencies that Ger has kind of wrapped up are like the naming of houses. Uh, a couple of dates were corrected. Um, what else was was fixed here? Uh, yeah, just just oh yeah, D- different houses were in the wrong place. So it, clearly, he back when he, you know, um, I don't know. So, so he's just kind of correcting some of these things. It's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, there's know, a, these different little tiny houses. There's and stuff, a lot. So yeah, he,
1: it's it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a super thick chap uh, you know chapter if you want to call that. Then now that it's in it's in fire and blood. I mean it's it's it was it was an entire novella right so that's mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah so all right well um let's go ahead i think we should move on over to the reread um yeah cuz we could spend about uh, another hour and a half Well, on we could that, spend so. 3 hours on it cuz we we did that once we've so done it. <laughs> yeah we've sure. we've done it so yeah um yeah if you want if you want a, a, the super detailed breakdown of of um sons of the dragon yeah, Sereza and i did that it's part of our black council series on our patreon um and it's like 3 hours long so Um, I mean it's kind of neat that we did that beforehand too and we we don't really
0: like this is a bit of a refresher and this is some some of that was was refresher for folks who have been mm -hmm. with us since the beginning but like I don't really feel like we you know I I listened to the whole thing again and like you I was trying to find little um, tidbits where things have been changed and I didn't find a whole lot um, if any at all to be quite I mean right I I was really just listening to I didn't go back and like compare the text so I'm sure there is some differences and there's changes or things that were left out but I don't have the time to compare it to Sons of Dragon, Sons of the Dragon. So I just I thought I would uh, just listen to it and see what I got, and it just you know, relatively told me the same thing. What I'm interested in in the upcoming weeks uh, is sort of the old king, you know, Jahari's.
1: Yeah, because this is going to all be new, totally new information. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So so yeah. Be assured that
0: we'll read some some passages from that, and uh, those are the ones we really want you to kind of hone in on and read with
1: us, and and see what we can figure out. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, oh right, well, um, this week we are into Tyrion, uh, six. But uh, recap from last week uh, was John five. Sir Alistair announced he was passing uh, eight recruits, including John, uh, into the Nights Watch. There is a celebration, but John realizes that Sam will not survive without the others uh, to protect him. John asked Maester Aemon to to allow Sam to become his steward since he can read, write, and do sums. The last time we were with Tyrion in Tyrion 5, Tyrion was held captive in one of the Eerie Sky Cells. Eventually, he had bribed uh, the Jailer Maude, uh to take a message that he is ready to confess his crimes. When brought into the High Hall, Tyrion manages to convince Lady Lysa Arryn to give him a trial by combat, and the sellsword Bronn declares he will be Tyrion's uh, champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, of course, also, he doesn't just declare he'll be Tyrion's uh, champion. He... Fights Servardus uh, and 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 beats him. So, uh, right. yeah. So yep. thi- yeah. So this so this time we are um, uh with Tyr- uh, Tyrion Tyrion Six Tyrion and Bron make camp on the high road. Tyrion wants to make a fire, but Bron protests uh, that it will bring the Vale Mountain clans down on them. Tyrion sees no point in trying to avoid the clans, and Bron gives in. As Tyrion plans, the Stone Crows arrive, and Tyrion negotiates an agreement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I tell you so like the last couple
0: chapters, the last two Tyrion chapters are some of the um some of the best like character building. Absolutely. Right? I mean, the, you, Absolutely. Like uh, this is not a character who you thought really has a chance and, and, and is he really goes he rises above um all the odds, you know? And it's just impressive, you know, and, and actually Bronn and he talk about that in this chapter as as to how yeah, like how did you know? How did you know I was going to um, step up for you? And yeah. Tyrion's just like I'm, I'm, I'm rolling the dice, but he's also rolling the dice, knowing that he's got like, like, uh, the, like the odds are good in some <laughs> way or another. You know what I mean? It's like he says it's random chance. It's not really. I mean, he does actually uh, roll them when it when it's um, good for him. You know. So it's this is two times in a row where where he's going to do something like that that really shows his intelligence and really shows us that like. You know where his skills are. I guess is Mm -hmm. is the way to to put it. So it's what makes him awesome. You know, it's it's also what like you know you have evidence that he can kind of talk his way out of this. Well, he can talk his way out of anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, seemingly, um, it becomes harder as as he goes into Essos and different places. But wow, this. I, that, that's really my big takeaway from from like this chapter and the last one. So
1: yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. In this chapter specifically, we get Tyrion's kind of backstory on his wife, um, and it gives us it also gives us a little bit more insight to his father, right, and Jamie mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but I think it's more kind of focused to set up just how kind of kind of bad. Um, tywin is right and how kind of cruel yeah. tywin lannister can be um right and this goes down almost the same way it goes down in the show um they in the show it's interesting they they still have this scene right where Tyrion is explaining um taisha and it's the yeah. same it's the same story they just kind of move it um and you know they move it to later to where Tyrion is in the camp when he meets shay for the first time um, right. He it's he, Shay and Braun are hanging out drinking before the battle um, and he tells it then. And Braun actually says the same thing. Like, you know, I would kill the man who did that to me um, in in the show. So they just kind of move it. And I think it's I think it's kind of cool both ways. Actually, when I when mm-hmm. I think about it, I think it's cool yeah. that it's kind of this as readers. Once we get it, we, we get it. It doesn't necessarily need to be a moment with someone like Shay. Uh, But in the show, I I think it is kind of cool because that way it's where we can already see by doing it there. You can kind of skip a lot of that um, Tyrion and Shay kind of opening up stuff since he automatically just kind of immediately it kind of opens up to her. Um, And so so that's that's, you know, stuff you have to do in in, in film to save time because you're you're obviously obviously much more limited. Uh, So I think I think it's I think it's cool both ways. Uh, But I like I also like I like the way they do it here. Um, where he is just kind of telling braun sitting around this fire right yeah Um, yeah me too and the story is the same both way in the in the show and the books um and it's and it's kind of crazy you know um it's really the the, it's there's to me this this chapter is two parts right you have the that backstory and then the stuff with With the stone crows. Right. So you have Tyrion and Bronn and they're walking on the high road and Tyrion wants to make a fire and camp and Bronn's like, no, you know, we're going to terrible idea. (laughs) Bad idea. We're going to we're going to bring the mountain clans on us. And Tyrion kind of has a plan. Um, Right. And so Uh, so for you, sir, Ezra, I guess my question is, do you do you think mm -hmm. Tyrion? wanted the mountain clans because he he was he was planning on going and meeting up with his father and bringing them to fight with him? Or do you think he just or do you think he was just like, no, I'll promise them this and then we'll just be able to make it through? Uh, Yeah, well, I, I think what's unexpected as as he
0: moved forward, I don't know that he thought they were going to, uh, you know, like like it's the going with him type of thing. Like they have to go with him. He can't be out of their sight. Right. You know what I mean? Because uh, he kind of tells Morden, you know, like show, show back up at my door whenever when you're done serving here and tell him what happened. Mention mm-hmm. my name, or I'll pay you the rest of your gold. So, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe he thought they would follow him to a certain extent, uh, somewhere where he could, I don't know, like like a loyal, um, someone who was loyal to House Lannister, and he could he could fill their, right, you know, armory. But but I don't know that he actually thought they were going to go all the way with him, or that he had that intent. I think he did just want to kind of talk him talk his way out of this. You know, he wanted to to draw them in and use his words and and. Yeah, Because they're really like they're whistling the the song as you said, like like when we get into taisha it's like they're he's he's whistling that that song that was sung um that brings back this memory you know when he when he when he first hooked up with his wife, mm-hmm. you know he's been married <laughs> i mean yeah uh, yeah he, he has, has yeah Tyr- Tyrion has been married at thirteen um I want to say real quick though one thing that I thought was was interesting is I like you am so glad that this happened with braun mm-hmm. and just braun mm hmm you know, uh, and uh, j- just because it shows like that's a story that Bron knows. It's this side of Tyrion that is just—it's an awful, awful story. I mean, we all feel for him. We all like want to help him kill his father. You know, for this, which is terrible. But I mean, that's that's what we want because it's such a terrible thing. So we'll get into that story and and talk about why it's why it's so bad. But. Yeah, I don't know. I was was just happy he had this moment. You know what I mean? Because it builds this relationship, this uh, bit of trust, I guess, or or something between the two. I don't know. Yeah, you know, even though they talk about not having a love for each other, which, as we start, that's how the chapter starts. Is that like, don't forget, dwarf? You know, I don't love you. You know, I just I'm here for the I'm here for the money, for the money, for the gold. For and that's where Tyrion can ask him, like, you know, what is it that you want? Uh, Is it lordship? Is it Women? Is it uh, gold? You know, and all those things. And he talks about how he knew that um, Braun had no reason, had no good reason to go with Lady Catlin other than for gold. And then she doesn't reward him with gold. And so as he's thinking through stuff at the Veil, it's sort of like, well, that guy's disappointed. He's definitely disappointed. Oh, absolutely. He, yeah. Know, yeah. Because what he thought he was going to get from Lady Catlin, he's not getting. She's not pressing a couple. You know, uh, silver. You know, silver is into his hand because uh, she's thinking this is an honorable thing to do. This is what you know, knights and hedge knights and and you know, these men do mm-hmm. um, sworn swords. And he's not. He is a cell sword. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he uses that uh, to his advantage. And they kind of talk about that as to what Braun wants, you know, going forward and and what uh, what the deal is. So the bit about the fire, yeah, that's that's where you start to kind of see that Tyrion has a plan. He he's not an idiot. He does know that. Uh, making a fire is going to draw the mountain clans in, and he really to to kind of escalate this once that once this happens sooner ra- rather than later, mm-hmm. you know. Because sometimes I almost wonder if they they track you for a little while, they see that you're trying to sneak through their land, and then they come down on you hard. Um, but he just very much openly, you know, come join us by the fire, you know. Yeah. So, well, but I, before and, we get to that, and
1: I think it's a smart thing to do, right? Because if yeah. you try and run from them, you're two people, right? Like you're. Yeah. 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 And Tyrion, and Tyrion kind of challenges them, right? Like you wouldn't be saying this to the Knights of the Veil. Vale, right? Yeah. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's that's his whole bit. We'll just talk about um Well, I guess uh let me see is there is there any, Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. So so on that point, so two points. He he starts to mock their armor all that kind of stuff yeah he's really playing him. He he's mm-hmm. just he's master of words and, and definitely plays him. one thing before that starts though that's kind of neat is is braun um forgot about this I, I totally when i was doing the reread i this stuck out to me which was was uh braun actually kills chiggin uh his mm-hmm. his yeah. uh companion because he was moaning and bringing the mountain clans you know down on him and it was just sort of like he was gonna die anyways i just made it quicker and shut him up you know to mm-hmm. to, to
1: so he's a ruthless guy i mean absolutely you know and he's Bron- a survivor. and Braun's also a character. I, you know, in the in the in the show, he does he he. They don't kind of portray him as as kind of ruthless as he is in the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. in, in the show, he's almost more of kind of like a, not um, not like a comedic character. He kind of is a little bit, but it's it's kind of that like, it's like that low kind of crude hu- humor, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. like uh, you know. I don't know. He's Bron's not making. He's like, like a, He's not making witty japes, right? He's,
0: you know, he's right. Yeah. He reminds me of like a darker Han Solo. You like like a dark side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like someone who's yeah, because he's got that that scoundrel type of feel, mm-hmm. you know, to him. But yet he's he's a ladies' man, you know, hooking up with the ladies and mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. But yeah, I get what you're saying though, because in the books he's a little bit more, especially here at the start. He'll, we'll warm up to him, and there'll be some some kinder moments later. But I mean, you know. He is just a ruthless killer. I mean and he what what where you start to see his character uh kind of develop is, is him laughing and talking and, and uh jeering and uh jiving with uh Tyrion, you right. know. That that's really where he, he thinks the dwarf is funny and that he's bold, you know, and he's just sort right. of like, gosh, I can't believe how I cannot believe the tongue you have. It's just it's he's 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 uh mesmerized by it. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. it has respect for him because of it. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm just I, every, I'm thinking of a of a scene in the show, um, and just talking about Bron's character. Um, so in the show, in, in the books, when Jamie's training right to use his other hand, he trains with Sir and Payne so no one can hear him, right? But remember yeah. in the show, it's it's Bron and uh, Jamie asks Bron, you know, are we is this an okay place to to train? And Bron's like, well, I bring uh, this. I can't remember who it is. This, you know, guy's wife down here and she squeals like a pig and no one's come down yet. So, you know what I mean? Like that's the yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. type of character. So, in in the show he is a little bit kind of more like lighthearted, uh, you know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of a character, um, but in the because in, in the show, I we don't find out that he was I don't think I'm pretty certain we don't find what well, he didn't like kill Chicken cuz Chicken wasn't really there, right? But um, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. not like something that he he does in the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So it's just neat to kind of look at the the differences, you know, between the two, and 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 to to watch this character uh, develop because we do really like him from the show, and I even like him in the book. I do too. So I both ways, both ways,
1: both ways. I like him, and I think both ways a lot of people like him. Um, yeah, I think that that's you know we've we've definitely had a, a lot of theories and questions about him in the past, and it seems like a lot of our our listeners and stuff are are fans of yeah.
0: Well, you know, you know, how Ger starts with the name, and he kind of he kind of mm-hmm. builds off of it, right? So you've got Braun, right, the name, and it's like I think, you know, I don't know, like like because I know that characters grow on him, um, and I think this is one of those characters who just kind of kept evolving. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because he just keeps, yeah, he just keeps gaining more and more ground, and just getting, he becomes more and more a part of the story. And he just starts off as this cell sword who is like nothing, you know, mm-hmm. and teams up with a Lannister and just. Boom! There we go, and and you know rubbing elbows with everybody. Yeah. So, uh, so now, so they end uh, up getting ahead. the the goat, right? They they get the goat and they start eating a bit, and mm-hmm. and Tyrion, um, is the one who kind of says like, well, I think it's Braun wants to he'll he'll take first watch, and Tyrion kind of knows like, well, it won't be that long, <laughs> you know, they'll right. they'll be here in no time, so. Um, yeah. So anyways, there and he's talking more and more about um the and we gotta get to the story, right? Because he starts to kinda whistle around the fire, doesn't he? Uh and talk about yeah. Right. Um, yep. the seasons of my love, right? Isn't that what it was called? Uh Sweet and Sad Me- the Mirish song yep. that he sings? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh this story, man, is it's sad, you know? I don't know. I really like, like the the part that really stands out the most to me is when she's picking up the silvers. Yeah. You know. Gosh, man, he's sitting in the corner just watching. It's just awful, man. It's just like, what the heck, girl? <laughs> I mean, like, I, there's worse things, but like, like I, you know, like, I'm with Braun, man. Like, I would have, I would have killed that guy. You mm. know, like, this is just a, this is messed up. This is messed up stuff. So, anyways, it, you know. um... Do you, me, do you want me to tell the story? Or you want to tell the no, story? Yeah, you you Tyra? go ahead.
1: I'm I'm pulling something up that that's uh, okay from actual history that it to me it was drew kind of a, an instant comparison to that. So I'm gonna pull it up here. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so anyways, so as
0: they basically, Taisha is is the setup. I mean, you know, they're on the road. Um, couple this girl comes out screaming. You know, uh, in into the roadway. She her her gown is kind of torn in the back a little bit, and uh, Jamie, you know. Jamie and uh, and Tyrion kind of rescue her, and you know, Tyrion, Jamie takes off after the the scoundrels, and Tyrion is left with her, and she's kind of like, you know, crying, and, and he's he's there to protect her. So Tyrion's kind of like keeping her, protecting her, right? And he takes her to an inn where they kind of share a meal, they talk. Uh, the wine goes to Tyrion's head, and uh, he's only thirteen at the time, and uh, he ends up finding himself in bed with her. So he, uh, and this is, he's, he's a virgin, she's a virgin, you know, it's this, they're both I think the same age, or ju- yeah, I think they are, maybe just maybe less than a year separates them, and, and so he finds a drunken Septon to kind of marry them, uh, and they are man and wife for a fortnight, so they are together. The uh, Septon eventually kind of comes to his senses, he sobers, uh, and, he, and he goes and he tells Tyrion about what's going on. And I think it was just sort of like if he didn't, you know, I kind of think Tyrion, or I'm sorry, uh, Tywin uh, would have, um, you know, probably done something bad to the Septon if he wouldn't have come forward or told him about this or who knows what. But uh, Jamie ends up having to kind of confess that the girl was actually a whore and that she, that he set up the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tywin, you know, actually at one point brings in the girl and makes Tyrion sit in the corner um, while each of the guardsmen kind of paid her a silver, um, to kind of take their turn. I mean, it's just, and I mean, that's, I don't know, like, I guess she really was, like, she had entered that profession and was ready to start working at a pleasure house of some kind, and then, you know, so they paid a lot for her, and they set this whole thing up, and then, but at the very end, Tywin kind of gives, uh, Tyrion like the last um, last go around and he gives uh, him this gold coin to give to her because Lannisters cost more and the saddest part is when she's just trying to, she had so many silvers that she couldn't keep them all in her hands, I mean she could barely hold them all and they're spilling out on the floor and I'm just like, it's such terrible it, it's just, I, I don't know Sir Matt, it just, gosh man, I just want to like, I get upset for Tyrion man, like it's just so crazy, and it's I don't. It's not that girls, they're all like abused. This girl is completely, you know. I don't know, man. Like, how does she say no to the Lannisters? How does she, you know, turn uh, Tywin down? How does she, right. all that stuff? Right. You know, it just seems that's just tough. I think. Right. And I don't know, man. It's 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 upsetting, and I just I get I get all. Like those silvers just clanging on the floor, man. It just, mm-hmm. there's so well, hey, many of them and hey, it's just so, awful.
1: Right. So what it, what it kind of reminded me of is, um, again, this is, I'm a history guy. So, uh, Roman history. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the, on the accuracy of this, but it is, you know, you go back, it's hard for records and stuff from those days. But, um, so, um, Emperor Claudius, who was, I think he was the two, three, fourth emperor of Rome. Um, okay. So, you know, I kind of talked about that Augustus kind of comparison the other day with, um, mm-hmm. with, uh, oh God, um, Aegon the Conqueror, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. Emperor Claudius okay. is the fourth emperor of Rome. Uh, this is, uh, this is around like 40-ish uh, AD. Um, so he uh, has a wife named um, like Messalania or something like that. And okay. uh, she like was known for having this like crazy, like appetite for, you know, hooking up. And, um, there's like these rumors and like stories and stuff like that, that she once, um, had a 24 hour challenge against, uh, this prostitute to see how, who could bed the most men. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And that she, and she, and she won, she won the competition, uh, with 25 partners.
0: Wow. Huh? (laughs) So I, I don't know why that's
1: just kind of the 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 first uh the, the first thing that kind of that kind of comes uh comes to mind. To mind. If you watch um uh god who, uh, I Claudius uh that's like a there's, there's <laughs> the, yeah you can you there's a uh, it's it's got <laughs> it's uh, who's it? right. Patrick Stewart's in it and oh, okay. um uh, yeah. somebody, uh who a oh god John Hurt uh plays Emperor Caligula and and stuff like that and it's it's great yeah but
0: Man, I just you know like here on Bend the Knee, man. It's just like I I don't know. Sometimes it's the things we talk about, man, are just like I, oh, I know. <laughs> it's it it's kill. it's outrageous. Yeah, like it's outrageous, man. It's like just so you guys know, this is like, like I we're just going off with the, what's happening in the text, man. I mean, then we're making connections to history and stuff. Like this is real life. This that this happens. Gurr is in, influenced by it, and that's why it's so fascinating. I think to people is because they know it it does happen and these things are out there and there's so like he doesn't have a lot of these moments where it's like super shocking like this but there's enough that it's like it feels like real life you know because it's like you'll go for a while like things are normal and then it's like wow that's a shocking news story or wow I didn't know that happened in history you know and so you just totally enlightened me a little bit mm-hmm. on some stuff that mm-hmm. I did not know about and I mean we, we gosh at one point we were looking up you know how old did it you know one should should be when they stop Breastfeeding, you know what I mean? Yeah, hey man, this is you know, this this is the kind of things we have to talk about to get into the text. It just,
1: it's wild. Well, I think, I think it's, I think it's well, you know, Ger draws from a lot of. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, it's yeah, yeah. it's 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 the text. I mean, it
0: it's why we love this series. It's just it's nuts. It's unexpected. There's so many different things that that happen um, that are just kind of like crazy because i mean look at it like this you know the lannisters we don't like the lannisters really kind of moving through this point we don't really know whether we should um be allies with them or not we we really are favoring the Starks I know. and i know well and stuff. i know you get
1: this chapter right and yeah and and so it, well it's so for right now it seems like god most of the lannisters are bad with maybe the exception of Tyrion. seem Tyrion seems like an like an like an okay guy mm-hmm. so yeah you know i mean uh um, right you, you know, it, it's well, fu- it's funny. Sometimes I, I wear I wear I have a House Lannister shirt that I wear, uh, and any sometimes people comment on it they're like the Lannisters. And it's like, I do <laughs> you guys just forget about Tyrion? You know, like yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, he's a Lannister. Yeah, well, and then also Jamie grows on you very quickly too in this book and the next. You know, it's like so I don't know. There's that, but. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, anyway, so there's the story of, of Taisha, and and it's it, Braun basically says. You and do you know, think? Do you I'll, think? I'll, do you I'll think that
1: Taisha is ever going to come back? Do you think we'll see her at some point?
0: I don't know. I actually don't. Uh, I don't even know if there's any theories on her or anything. There might even be some. You know, how people kind of crop up and they end up being different people and have different names. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if there's a Taisha theory actually out there. I'm going to go look real quick. Uh, well,
1: well, you know, and you know, uh, to kind of to kind of spoil it like this is is later. You know, um, we 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 get some information that of some other people's perspectives on on this, right? Like in, I think it's in a storm of swords where Jamie has a POV chapter and he's thinking about it, mm-hmm. and he and he yeah. and he's he kind of confesses that she really actually wasn't a whore. She was, you know, she was a oh. she was she was a lowborn. Right?
0: Oh yeah. yeah. When, uh, yeah. Oh, really? He, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the Storm of Swords. Yeah, in the Storm of Swords, it's it's a it's a Jamie it's a Jamie chapter. Um, uh, no, I'm I'm sorry. Usually, I'm sorry. It's 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 a uh, Tyrion. No, it can't be a Tyrion chapter. It has to be a Jamie chapter. Um, but it's uh, right here. It says uh, when, ter- when Sir when Sir Jamie Lannister rescues his brother Tyrion from prison, he confesses that Tysha was no whore, and that their father Lord Tywin Lannister thought the lowborn Tysha only desired the wealth of Casterly Rock. Tywin or Tyrion re- uh, realizes that Tysha had been genuinely in love with him, and he becomes furious with Jamie. That's right. Yeah, that, that that's right. Yeah. So that mm-hmm, is yeah. um that is that is a Tyrion chapter, but it's it's. It's at the end of Storm of Swords, right when Tyrion is escaping, right? Like Jamie's helping him escape. Right, he's helping him get out. He's yep. helping him escape, and then. Uh, but the interesting thing about it, though, is that then Tyrion tells a lie to Jamie. Um, so was 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 Jamie lying there too? I don't was, think. Was, I don't think. I, I don't. To, yeah. I don't think so. I think Jamie was was honestly telling Tyrion the truth. Um, mm-hmm. Because well, I don't know. Because go, go ahead, go ahead. Well, because um, because then he's asked that's when he's asking Tyrion did you did you do it did you kill did you kill Joffrey because they don't know they don't know who did and Tyrion lies and says yes I did you know Tyrion Tyrion lies to Jamie and tells him mm-hmm. he killed him because Tyrion's so pissed ab- about about everything and uh, Tyrion just killed you know Tywin and so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah yeah it, it makes me think though i don't know or he's like about jamie, to go get, to kill Tywin. i can't remember if that conversation uh off the top of my head if it happens before or after right yeah uh but you, uh, the whole jamie bit it makes that no makes it's, it's, it's maybe, it is it is before Yeah. uh jamie helps him out um and then he goes and then goes he then, then he goes yeah. and finds varus and says hold on a second i'll be right back and he goes and kills right he goes and kills Tywin. yeah yeah he leaves varus for a sec yeah um
0: but jamie i think jamie might have he either could have been lying or telling the truth actually i mean it Probably it seems like most most folks believe he's telling the truth there and, and kind of making this confession before his brother leaves and he doesn't see him again or he's saying something, you know, kind to his brother Because he thinks he's you know, never gonna see kindness. him again. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, you know, so uh, but Yeah, that's a good question as to whether she'll ever show up again or whatever. Um Yeah. Na, 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 na. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I was just doing doing some more digging on here, her trying to find some theories, but yeah, I haven't really seen anything yet, other than him recounting it, you know, to Sansa, and then as you said, uh, yeah, there's a bit about uh, Sh- uh, Tyrion just remembering it when he's with Shay at one point too. So, yeah. Anyways, okay. Well, we'll we'll dive back into that later and and see what we see what we can find, or if you guys have any thoughts or theories on on Tysha, mm-hmm. uh, let us know. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah. So kind of a kind of a sad story, but yeah. So. Uh, uh, all right. Well, Sir, so I think we're over here on to Send a Raven.
0: Yeah. Um, we, just real quick to wrap up the chapter, just that, you know, he he meets the Mountain Clan. Right. And Yeah. And basically, yeah. They actually end up coming out, and he promises them the, he, the, the veil and all that cool equipment. So, right. End yep. of story. Real mm-hmm. short. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. On to Send a Raven, my friend. Uh, let's see. So, what do we have here? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. The show is brought to you by... Um, uh, Maglem the Westward Warlock, right? So it's mm-hmm. actually our, our, uh, our friend uh, Liam here. So the truth cuts deeper. And uh, he sends us uh, his, his raven. This is his first raven, so we thought we'd we play it, a recent patron. So uh, he says, a fond greeting to my lords uh, Ezra and Matt. I am somewhat uh, a new listener to the podcast, and I am currently working on catching up to you two. Uh, I'm around uh, episode 25 right now, and I am very much enjoying the show. On a side note I am deeply sorry for um, uh, not currently being a patron ah, but he is now so we're good yeah. Um, yeah don't worry about that yeah we yeah yeah we know people we, we have people listening who who can and who can't and some who come and go and, and never worries that is nope. yep you know man man the wall as long as you can and if you can't no worries uh, there's some cool rewards there for folks but he says an interesting thought occurred to me when listening to your episode on Azura High when Azura high stabbed Nisa Nisa in order to create Lightbringer. Uh, It is said that her cry of pain and ecstasy caused a crack to form in the moon. Uh, This immediately caught my attention as it reminded me um, of Doria's uh, story uh, on the origin of dragons. Mm -hmm. In her story, the moon had a twin which hung in the sky, but it cracked open like an egg upon wandering too close to the sun. This ushered the dragons into the world. The similarity between both stories is... um, In causing. causing, In In. causing the moon to crack uh, as a great power... Um, one that can defeat the others seemed to stand out to me, and I was wondering what your thoughts are. Is there is there something more to these stories of the moon in relation to the others, um, or is it uh, more so linked to how common uh, celestial influences are in Essos folklore and the
1: faith? Hey, that so. that uh, that's a great question because I remember when we hit that chapter, we were looking it up, and I was trying to find. -hmm. Something because this is really we only this is this is one of the only like Essos stories we get that is about about these dragons and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And as far as I can remember, as far as I I can remember, this is the only time we actually hear like this story about the dragons right in the moon. Um, Mm -hmm. And I and I I don't believe there is it is it is brought up any anywhere else um, in terms of like dragons and the moon. Okay,
0: yeah, I don't remember myself, but I can do a quick look here. Um, yeah, I think it's so. So part of it is just like this. Um, let me see if I can find it here. This the similarity between the two because let's see, this ushered the dragons into the world. Um, let's see, Lightbringer.
1: Well, right, but so the yeah so yeah so the so. That her story, her uh Dora's story her is just is just about the dragons, right? She, that's where she heard right. dragons came from. Was there was there were two moons, one cracked open, yep. um and, and then and the dragons it, dragons came out. Yep, and then enter a High, the the other that story being connected. Right. Is similar, is yeah, true. as it as it's as yeah. it's a similar thing that it it caused uh cracks in, in in the form of the moon. But you know, the thing I like about it is that um as I'm doing more and more research on Lightbringer and Azora High, and you have the last hero and you have you have the last hero, azura high and the 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 prince, um, you know that that was promised, um, there are uh, some differences between these things, and some of these stories and prophecies may be connected. But that doesn't mean they're the same. I think I think with Azura High and the prince that was promised um and the last hero, we um view them all as one thing i don't know if that necessarily is the case or has to be the case um mm-hmm. and sometimes some of these uh, sometimes yeah. some of these prophecies get kind of blended and and mixed together
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure and that i think that's sort of what is happening because if this is an Azorahai, high you know type of prophecy and then you have the dothraki you know telling telling their story as well um you know that they're, they're. I mean, again, that that Azor Ahai prophecy comes from the east. You know, and so uh, the the Thraki have a huge uh, range there. You know, land territory where they kind of you know interact. So maybe they picked some of that up. You know, from the far east. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's something that that kind of got into their lore at one point, as you say. So so it could be influenced or you know kind of all um, intermixed a little bit because it, it, I think. The interesting part here is that it's that the that that cry of ecstasy is what broke the moon, you know. And then again, you have got the Dothraki saying, "Well, it's the moon that cracks when it cracks," you know. So those two seem related, right? I mean, they, they that seems like a related um, story, you know, a, a telling. So no. I think I think it could come from
1: from both sides there. So yeah, 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 absolutely. And so I just um, they're they're all the. You know they're all they're all just slightly different. Um, I want I'm trying to, trying to pull something up here. Um, somebody I had read I, I think I have it saved on my computer uh, a Reddit link or something where somebody broke down the three differences between between them. And in in one case, um, it's like uh, I want to say somebody used a song right to defeat them. Okay. What defeat the dragons? No, no, not defeat the dragons, but like say like defeat like their the the who they were fighting, right? Like whether it's the last hero or Zora High or um.
0: Oh, gotcha, okay, 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 yeah. all right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so like kind of like that loud cry or that um, yeah, because again we're talking about a song of ice and fire, so that that's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. And that, yeah, oh, it's a good question. Um. Now, the other bit here, too, so, the, the, like, the other thought is that, uh, similar to the stories causing the moon to crack, um, as, as a great power, uh, one that can defeat the others seemed to stand out to me as I was wondering what your thoughts are. Is there something more to these stories of the moon in relation to the others? So, how, how do we connect this to the others? And I think the way you do it is, is through that Azor high you know, um, R'hllor versus the great other type of, uh, discussion and battle, you know, uh there so so are they it's interesting that the moon being kind of this you know symbolically uh, it's this cold you know uh night light right uh right. that would crack and break and then these these fire creatures would come from it so that's an interesting
1: uh right you know thing to think about right you know right well there is there's all the theories that Dragonstone, like stone imagery. right so maybe perhaps dragon stone cracks open right maybe with, a, with a, whether you use a horn or or something like that and that there are dragons inside dragon stone
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah because that's yeah, kind of part sure. of that that's kind of part of that theory too is that there you will wake dragons
0: yeah yep For sure um, okay, the other question here too, or is it more so linked to how common celestial uh, influences um, are in SOS folklore and faith? And, uh, and that could be just that looking at the stars, you know, kind of that uh, they're out underneath the stars quite a bit. They're always kind of uh, traveling. They're they're a moving, ranging, um, you know, group. And and so yeah, I, I think the stars would would be something that they would see as as um, you know indicators or, or something that's uh, godlike you know um and they would try to derive a lot from what they see in the stars or you know be a part of their of, of their telling so it's it's a combination of both I don't, you know the, the relation to the others it's just a it's a good question it's it's really the whole um it's the whole story there man i mean it's that's what we're all, the whole a song of ice and fire is right. talking about this question and answering you know some of that well, prophecy piece and right then, yeah well you know.
1: so so you know also think about um you know just think about the the comet right and how so many people perceive the red comet right joffrey you know the one we see in the main series right joffrey thinks oh it's a sign of my um you know my me becoming king um you have mm-hmm. stannis uh oh it's you know time for me to be azor high and and lightbringer and and all of that and then you have um osha you know tell tell brand it only means one thing dragons right and so it, mm-hmm. it, it happens, you know, around you know. It happens when Daenerys brings uh, the dragons back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So yeah. yeah so thing.
1: Yeah. So I so, uh, just wanted to point out here. Um, this is from uh, this is um, John Two, A Dance with Dragons. Um, and this is I think is that same chapter that is also it's like Sam three or four in a feast of crows. Right. But you get both their perspectives on it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I found one account of the long night that spoke of the last hero slaying others with a blade of dragon steel. Supposedly they could not stand against it. So um, there we have this idea that the the um, the last hero. Right. Who some people think is Azor Ahai. Maybe they're the same thing. Um, slaying others or the White Walkers, right? With a blade of dragon steel. Doesn't say a flaming sword, just as a blade of dragon mm-hmm. steel, right? Which is different, yeah. p- potentially than dragon glass because they. Jon goes on to question. He's like, "I've never heard of dragon steel. Do you think they meant Valyrian steel?" Um, and mm-hmm. Sam's like, "I don't know." So yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's that's pretty neat. I I think it could mean
0: too that maybe. Since there are so few Valyrian steel swords, that that could be something. Uh, it could, that actually could just be a Valyrian steel sword, you know, which is what we kind of see in the show, don't we? A little bit, you know, with when uh, John is kind of fighting.
1: Yeah, John. Know. John does. Yeah, John does kill one with Valyrian steel. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's long claw. It's you know, it, it, and then that the, you know that you we know, get the whole theory is long claw. I am starting more and more to believe that. Um, in the books, that Lightbringer is not a sword. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm starting. I'm starting to think it, it may be something else. It doesn't. It doesn't have. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a sword. It can just be a weapon. Or Lightbringer may be a person. Yeah, is uh, is what I am starting more and more to believe, Sir Ezra. I
0: like it. I like it, man. That's awesome. Well, we'll have to we'll have to uh get into some of your uh, green dreams and more of your research, you know, mm-hmm. uh very soon. So uh all right guys. Well, I mean that's um that is our Raven for the week, so we'll we'll kind of uh, continue. This is you know, honestly, Liam, you kinda hit on uh something that we've talked about in the past and it's a conversation that's gonna keep happening and and uh it's it's one we enjoy talking about because it is sort of the whole it's what everything's founded on, really. The, all this uh, stuff is kind of you know, um in play here still. So, all right. Well, uh, you can send those Ravens to btkcast at gmail.com um, and uh, send them away. We're still kind of stockpiling uh, some Ravens and we'd like to get more. So, if you've been thinking about sending one, uh, now is the time. Definitely shoot us a Raven. Even if you're uh, behind and you're still kind of catching up, I mean, uh, odds are, you know, it's, even if it is similar to other people's Ravens, it's mm-hmm. going to be something that we haven't. Uh, you might have a different angle uh, that that we can kind of take on it uh we do the same thing when we read reddit theories or when we read other people's you know thoughts i mean you know it causes you to think about the text yourself and it causes you to think about um you know based on your own experiences you know what you were thinking as you were reading make other connections or go a different route or what have you so we call it the rabbit hole syndrome but it's Mm -hmm. fun to fun to get involved
1: in oh yeah absolutely so Um, All right, Sir Ezra, I think that is uh, it for this week. Um, As always, we want to thank you for playing a Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 43, Eddard 11.
0: Yep. Uh, If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, uh, like us, write a review, uh, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a
1: week, and remember that winter is coming.